Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Mike is not a happy man. He's WhatsApped us on 086-123-9595 to say, Joe, this call for no coming home for Christmas is a joke. The exodus has already started from the UK to Limerick and people uh, have no regard for uh, these guidance um, or guidelines or rules. Um, Hundreds will come from the UK and Europe and shop in large numbers with no regard for social distancing, says Mike. It is time for our virtual Friday morning. Morning coffee break and joining me on the line, three good friends of the show, uh, Vet Donald Ryan, Lorcan Murray from RTE Lyric FM and Michelle Herbert from Limerick Camogie and you're all very welcome. And sure, let's start there on the whole Christmas debate, um, uh, Lorcan and uh, you know there, there's, a, there's a fair bit mm-hmm. of tension in the air, we've certainly been picking it up from listeners all week around this, um, uh, Leo Varadkar then saying in the doll yesterday, oh, uh, I wouldn't say that people should be booking flights home yet. And a sense of frustration, high emotion after um, an awful year. Well, I was going to say, Big Irish, you're, you're right. <laughs> Anyhow. That's a great, that's a great Irish accent, Lorgan. <laughs> Uh, listen, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Joe, I think it affects everybody so differently. Uh, for me, it, it wouldn't affect me too much because my family are young, they're around me, and the grandparents are, are, are near enough. They don't have to travel far. We, we could see them, you know, social distancing. And it, Christmas would be a little different, yes, but for people who have family away, people who have planned, people who have been looking forward to coming home, the frustration is there, and I think no matter what side you're on, you see that. And, you know, who has the answer? That, that's the thing. There is no answer. And it is down to individuals, when, when all comes to all, to, to um, respect maybe the information that's been passed on to them and see how they get on. But, look, it's Christmas. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? But it's, it's very well worth pointing out, though, that there are people who wouldn't have realised that last Christmas would be their last Christmas, and that's the way it's turned out in 2020. That's that's the saddest thing. It it really is, and that's what makes it so hard. I know that might be for, for, uh, you know, very few people in in the greater scheme of things, but, you know, it's it's just so hard to take that on board when it doesn't affect you. You know, it it really is. What do you think, Michelle? Um, morning, how are you? Morning, how are you? Um, Hi, Michelle. I suppose it's it's very tough. Like, I know um, my own sister is in Australia, so she was supposed to get married on the 27th of December at home here, and she can't come, you know, she's call off her wedding. And, like, she'd have absolutely loved to have come home, even, you know, if she could have got married with 20 people, but it's just not possible within, you know, she'd have to isolate for the two weeks here, and then when she'd go back to Australia. So, like, it's it's... You know, it's not ideal, but look, we're kind of looking on the positives that, you know, none of us are sick in that. Um, and I suppose there is huge uncertainty. You're like, what's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing? And it is a very, very tough message. Um, I think I'm lucky in that, like, we've, um, you know, a small boy, Connor. So, like, Christmas for us is, you know, doing all about plenty and family and that. And my parents are here. So, you know, I think, like, we'll still be able to have a fantastic Christmas. But, like, obviously, it will be very lonesome that, like, my sister won't be able to come home. And it is hard on families. But I think, like, we just have to look for the greater good and people need to take responsibility. Um, 
you know, for their own actions and try not to put anybody else at risk. But I think it's very hard when maybe you'd see other people that aren't doing that. Like, that's what's tough, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've spent a lot of time on this show this year saying all of this is very un-Irish, you know, the lack of ability to socialise, obviously pubs and community centres and other places where people haven't been able to gather, sport, you know, a monster hurling final this weekend with nobody there, all of that stuff um, going on. But probably Christmas is the um, absolute high point of uh, what people do, how they congregate, you know, where they get together, going to each other's homes, all getting together on Christmas Day and maybe one family home, the extended uh, family and, and such a, a central part of Irish life, um, Michelle. But it looks like the advice is going to be, don't do that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, like, you know, we're in level five at the moment, but like it doesn't seem like level five. You know, the way is in even like the traffic on the road, I don't see how some businesses are closed and others are allowed to remain open when, like, you know, some businesses will be able to open really, really safely. Um, like, I think they should have been stamped out, as you'd say, last May, June. You know, we didn't do that. And, like, people that did it, did what they were supposed to do are paying the price now, you know, because people didn't do, you know, respect the guidelines and that, which is very, very frustrating, I think, for for people, and it's very hard. Mm. What do you think, Donald? Well, I suppose I, I, I'm agreeing with both speakers. It's a real dilemma that, that we're, we're faced with. I suppose if, if you're if, if you're waiting for family to come home and hoping family to come home for Christmas, and you, 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 you'll easily recall the number of travellers in and out of of the various ports. Um, and early on, in, and in the last lockdown, there didn't appear to be any restrictions at airports and, and no testing. So, so when, when your son or daughter or brother or sister wants to travel home from the UK or further, it must be very annoying and very frustrating to say now now at the time we want them home they can't come when and, and, and earlier in earlier times maybe the rules weren't being as enforced as wisely as they could have been. At another level that's water under the bridge and you know that that was that was then, this is now and if you're 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 somebody who has suffered a bereavement or has had people ill or has their own experience with COVID, they're obviously going to take a very different point of view. And we're all going through this level five lockdown and you know, should or shouldn't there be an exemption for Christmas? I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, you're a vet, Donald. That's what right. about this talk of uh, a strain of the coronavirus in mink? Well, well, with, with any virus, Joe, there's always a concern that it'll jump. What's called the term used is jump species, and if it jumps into another species, any virus jumps into another species, it can just disappear, and and you know the, that particular species can deal with it, and it disappears. On the other hand, you could have mutations of the virus or changes in the virus that it becomes much more aggressive, so that when it it does, if when it is exposed to people, it's now a much more virulent virus. And, and that, I suppose, is the concern with COVID. And originally, it's, it's believed to have come originally from bats and passed through some other species to, to affect humans. And um, that could happen with any, any virus. And that's the worry with the mink. And you can see in, in Denmark, they're proposing to kill 17 million um, animals. Um, it does sort of stick in your craw when that happens. And it may not be necessary um, but I don't know the answer either. Um, um, 
Um, Tony Houlihan made some reference in, 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 in a press release to um, foot and mouth. I know I can't recall the number of years ago we had a stress that was foot and mouth in the UK and part of the management of that disease, it's an animal disease, not, not a human disease, and, and to my knowledge it doesn't spread to humans, but it's a huge effect on the Irish economy. So the whole country was closed down, there were people asked not to travel at Christmas, and apparently they didn't. Uh, 1967, I think Leo Varadkar yeah. mentioned that in the doll yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the vaccine, just, just I'll come back to you, just one question, other question, quick question for you, Don. Uh, the vaccine, do you, do you, the human vaccine, I mean, do you think we're putting a bit too much hope in that, or, or is it likely to come on stream quickly but well i suppose we'll find out that uh, not, not dodging the question joe but we'll find out that in due course but but certainly we're going to get an, a vaccine now whether it'll be an effective vaccine and a safe vaccine is another question that the indicators are that it's safe so far um but it certainly seems to be effective um but if it doesn't come before christmas at some point in the early part of next year, we, we'll have an effective, effective vaccine. And my, my, my view has always been that this disease was going to ramble on and get worse or get better and only disappear when we have a, an effective vaccine that's wide, widely used. But, but we shouldn't give the impression here that that means that we'll all be back to normal in January. Um, I don't believe so, um, that it, it will be back to normal. Because, again, if, if, as the virus is, unfo- is, is, is um, I suppose, distributed It'll be the um, frontline workers would be the first people that should get it, um, elderly, vulnerable people. Um, and eventually, I suppose, it'll be the whole community will have it. And, and hopefully, it'll be effective. They're saying 90% efficacy, um, which is a, is a good number. Um, and just hope that people, that, that it's safe, that it, when it goes into the community, that people that there aren't going to be unexpected yeah. Um, reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, also a big, it's a big worry. How, how you distribute it, it has to be held at minus 80 degrees. That's right, It, yeah. it requires yeah. two separate doses. Uh, they're yeah. talking about doing it through GPs and pharmacies. We were talking to Lloyd's Pharmacy this week on the show. Rebecca Barry from there saying, well, we don't know uh, what we can do and how we will be able to facilitate it based on the specific requirements um, of a, a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, we're chatting uh, to Vet Donald Ryan and Michelle Herbert from Limerick Camogie and RT Lyric FM's Lorcan Murray. I, I know Lorcan wanted to get in there and we'll do that straight after the break. So uh, we're in the middle of our virtual Friday morning coffee break with Vet Donald Ryan, Michelle Herbert of Limerick Camogie and RT Lyric FM's Lorcan Murray. And sorry, Lorcan, you were trying to get in there before the break. Yeah, no problem. Just just to point out that the virtual coffee is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> As usual, Joe. No, I just want to come in. Listening, listening to Michelle speaking there, you could see she was obviously very disappointed her sister uh, isn't coming home for Christmas, uh, even outside of the wedding, but just to miss her sister. And I think I, I know some people who have elderly parents that wanted to come back and are not and have made the decision they would just be afraid of bringing something back, even though they'd be well up for, for isolating and would have the time uh, because they would come home for a two-week period or whatever it is at Christmas time. So I think people are resigned to it. And if you talk to people who are abroad, I think they're they're just as up for staying away and missing Christmas, all hard and all as it is, you know. And I think if you, if you look around, you know, everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. I think you know where we've come a long way from March, and there is an acceptability of it. And listening to Neffa and Tony and Tony Hulan and all the advice, 
we do take it on board, but I think when it's thrown into the, the media or, or out into the, the forum, then you have all the, the different uh, people coming forward, you know, whether it be Ryanair to, for flights in the air, whether the, the threat of removing flights from places, and, and a lot of pressure. And then individuals who make the decisions are under so much pressure. It, it's just so hard to make these decisions. Then we're all talking about it. So it's, it's hard. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, as Donald Trump continues to show the world how to lose with grace, um, uh, and uh, President Joe Biden, our President Elect, uh, gets ready, presumably, to go into the White House in January, they're now saying that his uh, wife, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, is going to make history as the first first lady of the United States with a full time job. She's a university professor. And uh, she intends apparently to keep her job uh, at a community college in Northern Virginia throughout her time as First Lady. I suppose, Michelle, the only surprise there is that we should be surprised at that. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic myself. You know, I I think it's a fantastic message to send, like, to young females all around the world. You know, I think that no matter what your partner's ambitions are or, like, whether they make those ambitions, you know, whether they succeed, that you're still entitled to leave your own life, as you say, as such, um, and that you're able to hold on to their jobs and their opinions. And, like, in one sense, though, will she have more freedom when she's not tied down, you know, as in, as, as uh, all the roles of the, the company of First Lady. Um, but similarly, I think, like, if she decides in six months' time, this is too much, you know, the reason that I can't continue, I don't think it should be held against her for for doing that. Um, I think even, like, you know, I'm a teacher, so, like, she has really promoted, you know, the way the importance of education and everything, and she's saying that how her job is so important that that's why she wants to stay doing it, which I think is a really good message, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, as someone who's only claim to fame is getting thrown about the place by the US Secret Service one time, um, <laughs> I would say the Secret Service will be having conniptions at the idea <laughs> that she is going to keep a job in a community college while being First Lady of the US. <laughs> They'll be having... Oh, I, I don't know if they're going to manage it. Um, what, what, uh, what do you uh, um, uh, think of uh, that, Donald? Um, I, I was going to make the same point myself, um, Joe. I, I just the feasibility of it. I just wonder. I mean, certainly it's a great idea, but if she's going to be surrounded by half a dozen well-armed muscle men, uh, you, you all women, all women, lots of all women. I beg your pardon. Yes, personnel. The, the, he, the uh, head of the detail who gave out to me was a woman. I can tell you, yeah. and she was no, no problem at all. Barking yeah. orders in my direction. Yeah. Um, we should go that there another day, Joe. That'd be an interesting story. Um, but I, I, I just wonder how feasible it will be because part of college experiences as students are finding are missing now is, is social. It's interacting with people. It's That's the big learning, to my mind, the big learning bit about third-level education and she's going to be restricted in who she talks to. She's going to be restricted in so many ways. You just wonder how practical it'll be. Uh, will Donald leave eventually, do you think, or will he just stick um, around? Uh, well, in, 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 in the first sense of the word, I think he, yes, he will leave the, 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 the White House if, 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 um, he's appealed to the, you know, against the, 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 the wishes of the, the, the electorate are, are, are not upheld. Um, I don't think he'll leave in the terms of, um, slip away into the night. I think he, he will remain somehow active in American public life and maybe not to, in a way that's not, um, to everybody's taste or um, 
I, I, I believe he's, he's announced Trump TV to replace Fox TV, so that will have a big influence on public opinion in America, or so I would think. Right, because uh, my understanding was he and Rupert Murdoch <laughs> were great friends. Maybe maybe not so much now, if that, if that happens. They're, they're, they're um, grasp on the obvious, I think, is better than his. Uh, well, um, I know Larkin's been waiting for this um, all morning, so <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just play a little bit of it. Joseph! Excuse me, drunkards. Hello, Grace. Hello, Joseph. Will I be seeing you in church tomorrow morning? Sounds divine and holy, Grace. We can share a pew, me and you. Toodaloo. Same to you. She's got an awfully large chest to be going to church. All right, there's only so much of that we can, we can take. We've already played a bit of it. That uh, was um, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman doing Irish accents in Far and Away. Uh, the reason we're playing it is that there's another movie out called Wild Mountain Time that's been getting a bit of reaction on social media. Um, the Irish accents of uh, people, including Jamie Dornan, who's from Belfast, um, Emily Blunt, um, Christopher Walken, um, thankfully for John Ham of Madman, uh, Madman, he, he's, he's allowed to play an American accent, and he does that very well. He does a really good American accent as an American actor. Um, ah, Lorcan. I mean, I mean, even I, I heard um, some critics saying that you know, every possible twee Irishy thing you could think of is thrown into this film. Hey, do you know about that show? It's, it's a Friday the Thirteenth. Are you are you are you having a wind up with the little people? <laughs> I don't know now. <laughs> well, you know what? I, it's, it's great fun. It, you know, and that's it. We Look, the people, everyone around the globe knows Ireland. They do. People who should know it do know it. And and I think that everyone's getting a great laugh out of it. Now, it, it, there are some people who may take offence to it. I certainly don't. But listen, if you go down to Kerry in the morning, or, uh, you know, or you go to the, the West Limerick, or you go to uh, Dublin, in, in certain areas where... They still manage to have maintained the the the, uh, the local phrases and, and and everything. You know, um, it's the same thing really. Except now you have act you have uh, actors trying to put their slant on it and making a hames of it. But I, I just think it's hilarious. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I thought it was a scream as well. You know, as in to, to listen to it. But like, they're not targeting Irish. You know, they watch it like they want the Americans to to watch it and like. What I thought when I watched the clip of it was, um, like the scenery looks amazing. You know the way, and so it does promote Ireland. You know, um, but if I look, I just thought it was a good eagle. As you say, of course, I wouldn't be getting overly stressed about it now. To be honest, yeah, well, no, we've a lot to be stressed about. That's true, but, but mind you, I mean, it's not set in the eighteen hundreds here. Like people are driving around in jeeps, and and yet, um, uh, the Emily Blunt character at one stage in the trailer says, "It was he that kissed me." I mean, come on, lads, <laughs> referee. I mean. Donald, what do you think? Um, well, well, I haven't had the, 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 the benefit of listening to ah, the show. <laughs> I, I tried to get it this morning, but it wouldn't come up for me. Um, but but, but suppose it is marketing, isn't it? It's about what the product, the, the market and the marketing of the product is, 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 is to make, to do big in the United States. And possibly our normal accents aren't what they like to think we speak like. And the cliche, Bigara Irish, might be what is going to sell the movie. So it's not, and, and, and as Michelle said, it is, it is a bit of a laugh, really, um, that they should see us like that. But, yeah. but do you do wonder? I mean, if you take some um, Americans um, um, through Shannon Airport and you bring them to, let's say, Dell's high tech research lab, yeah, yeah. 
and and say, well, there you go. That's the European headquarters of Dell here in Limerick. Oh, well, where's Christopher Walken and his Irish accent? I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, I think if you, if you got Alex Murphy and Chris Wally in, I mean, come on, you know, when they're they're taking off the accents in Cork, and they're just super. I mean, they're hilarious. And when you see them, when you when you see them in real life and and chatting away, um. You know, they don't really have that uh, that twist on it or that slant on it, but they're just hilarious. Yeah. And and this this is the, uh, somebody's idea of Irish accent. Mind you, most Americans, when you go to America and you step off the plane, the first thing they do is say, oh, you're from Ireland. How do you know that? You know, <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? It's just... It's just uh, <laughs> right, that's fair enough. That's fair. Well, they say it to me. Maybe, maybe it's just the way I go. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you wearing your leprechaun outfit or something, Lorgan? <laughs> uh, just a hat, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. All right, listen, thank you very much to the three of you. Of course, we want Limerick uh, to win the Munster title yeah. um, this weekend. They're, they're playing Waterford in the final on uh, Sunday. The best of luck to them and full live coverage here on Live 95. Thanks a million. Great to chat to Lorcan Murray, our good friend from RTE Lyric FM, uh, Michelle Herbert of Limerick Camogie, and vet Donal Ryan. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.